Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Word of God. We're studying the Bible. Our goal is to understand the Word of God so that we can more fully follow Christ. We're working our way through 1 John. This is episode 17. We are in 1 John chapter 2, verses 26 and 27. Let's read the passage. John writes, I have written these things to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true, and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Well, he had been talking the, the last time we, we looked at uh, 1 John about this idea of remaining, back in verses 24-25. So, so concerned, warning, remain in him. He's uh, continuing those, the line today. Verse 26, he says, I have written these things to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. He's warning them about the false teachers. He is warning them about those he calls the Antichrists. Who are these Antichrists? They're a group of people who used to be part of the church, but they've left the church and they're teaching false doctrine. Not just doctrine that's an error that we would disagree with. They are teaching a different gospel, a false gospel. They have changed who Jesus is. They have changed what Jesus is all about. And they're ignoring what Jesus said. So they're leading people astray. They're very dangerous because to lead people away from the gospel is to lead people away from salvation. To lead people away from God and so that's why he's writing them. I'm writing you about those who are trying to deceive you, the Antichrists. And it's not just that they have false doctrine, but they're trying to drag others away with them. These people are a threat to the community of God's people. Well, why? What's the threat? Well, if we think about what it means to be a community of God's people, a community of people not connected to the message of God is no longer a community of God's people because they're, they're detached from God now. They're no longer following God's word, so they're no longer the community of God's people. It's just a group. So in, in our context, we have to ask that about an alleged church. Is a church that is departed from the word of God still a church? Well, it would depend on our definitions. From the world's view, yes, it's still a church. It's still a 501c3 tax-exempt organization organized under religious principles. Well, it's a religious group, but is it a church? Well, biblically, no, because the church is the gathering of God's people. And we first see church in Matthew 16 when Jesus asked his disciples, what are the people saying about me? And, and they gave him some answers. He says, well, what do you think? And Peter responded, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. This is the first time we see the word church in the Bible, but we've seen the concept way back, way through the Old Testament. Because when Jesus says, on this rock, I'll build my church, none of his disciples say, what's a church? They all know it. He means because the word he actually used that gets translated church uh, originally just meant assembly. Uh, the, the Greek word is ekklesia. That's where we get ecclesiastical. But it's the gathering of God's people, the assembly. 
And Jesus was speaking Aramaic to his followers, so he probably said, on this rock I'll build my kahar, which is an Aramaic word, also a Hebrew word, just, be, just means the assembly. And that goes all the way back to Mount Sinai. Moses led the people out of Egypt and took them to gather as the assembly at Mount Sinai. Since then, the assembly has always been the gathering of the people of God, the gathering of God's community. So when biblically we use the term church, we're talking about the gathering of the people of God, the gathering of the community of God. So a group that the world would call a church, which is not the people of God, is not a biblical church. And a church, alleged church, that has departed from the word of God, has departed from God. And, and so biblically, it's not a church anymore. This is the danger. This is the, the danger these antichrists, these false teachers are posing is they are dragging people away from God because they're dragging people away from the anchor of the word of God. In verse 26, he says, I'm writing about those that are trying to deceive you. Then in verse 27, says, as for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. And you don't need anyone to teach you. As for you, that is, you the church, you the faithful, you that remain anchored to the word of God. He uses this term anointing again. We, we'd seen it uh, a few days ago with uh, the idea, the, the, the word translated anointing is chrisma, which sounds a lot like Christ because Christ means the anointed one. So he's using these words again. He's talking about the antichrists, you that have received the anointing, the charisma, and you received it from him, the Christ. That's what remains in you, this anointing. And the Holy Spirit is tied up in this. The Holy Spirit is the one who anoints us, the one who draws us to Christ, the one who grants us the, the, the faith to believe and connects us with the Father. We receive the anointing from Christ, but that anointing, it really is, is in the Holy Spirit. He says, that remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. Well, if you don't need anyone to teach you, why are you even bothering to write this letter, John? Well, what he's saying is, you have the ability to discern truth through the Holy Spirit. If we look back to John's Gospel, in chapter 14, where John is talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit, in verses 16 and 17, he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the Spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. See that similar language here. Remains in you, and he will reveal truth. A little bit later, down to verse 26 of John 14, he says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. The Holy Spirit will reveal truth. And we see this linking between the message they've received, but the anointing they have. The linking between the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. He says, you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and not a lie. Just as it has taught you, remain in him. This 
admonition, remain connected to Christ. And how do we remain connected to Christ? With the Word of God, with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Word of God. Now, what about us? You know, we talked about how do we remain in Him? Well, we said, look at John 15, that whole idea of abiding in Him relationally. Make sure you've got a healthy, growing, dynamic relationship with God. Well, what about us here? His anointing teaches us. There's three things we, we really need here. The importance of the community of God remaining true to God. And that's going to remain true to God via the Word of God. But this we've already examined this, this linkage between the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit supervised the writing of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit supervised the writing of the Bible. We say the Bible was written by people inspired by the Holy Spirit because it, that's the case. People were guided by the Holy Spirit in writing the Bible. And we are guided by the Holy Spirit when we read the Bible. And the Holy Spirit directly interacts with us. But one thing we have to be very careful of is when we start saying, the Spirit is leading me. Because we are selfish people. We are prideful people. And we often decide to do silly things and blame it on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has led me to do this strange thing. And sometimes the Holy Spirit does lead us to do strange things. But sometimes I just do strange things because I really want to. And I really feel this gut-level desire to do this. And I try to explain it away by blaming it on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has led me to do this. God is moving in my heart and telling me to do this. There's another entity here we need to bring into the equation, and that is the community of God's people. And there's these three things together. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit, and the community of God's people all together are what guide us in truth. Because sometimes in my own selfishness, my own crazy desires, I may feel a strong desire to do something, and I say, the Holy Spirit is leading me to do this. Well, if all of my mature brothers and sisters in Christ are saying to me, we don't see that, I better very carefully examine my calling from the Holy Spirit. Now, it may be I'm the only one hearing the Holy Spirit, but in which case we should enter into some intense prayer over this together. Because the, the Holy Spirit's not going to send me an email the Holy Spirit's not going to send me a text message. The Holy Spirit's going to move within my heart. But sometimes I'm not a good judge of, is that the really, really the Holy Spirit moving me? Or is that just something I want to do? And that's where I need the church. I need the body of Christ. But the body of Christ has got to be anchored in the Word of God. The body of Christ has got to be following the Holy Spirit. These three things together, we desperately need to be the church. We need the Word of God. That is, we need to be in the Word of God, following the Word of God. And we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be in a close relationship with God, the Holy Spirit guiding us and directing us, asking the Holy Spirit to guide us as we read the Word of God. But we also need one another, that grounding of the community of God's people, 
Because the Holy Spirit isn't just going to speak to me. The Holy Spirit's going to speak to the people around me too. And when we all come together and say, yes, this is what the Word of God says. This is what the Word of God means. This is how it applies in this situation. And the Holy Spirit's guiding us in that. And together we come as one in unity and say, this is the right thing. We can be very sure this is the leading of God. Stay in the Word. Stay close to the Spirit. And stay close to one another. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Join me next time as we continue working through 1 John. See you then.